Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. And God has a good word for us. Amen. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence amongst us. We believe in your power. We know you are here with us. You are here to change our lives, to, de- to change our destinies around. We give you praise, O oh God, for who you are amongst us. Teach us of your ways. Touch our hearts. Transform our hearts, O oh God. And Lord, I pray, O oh God, that you touch my lips and you touch my tongue. I pray that I will speak as I ought to in the name of Jesus. May the word that you have for your children today come to pass in the name of Jesus. I give you praise for who you are to us as a church. Let your power be seen amongst us today. In the name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord as you take your seat. Amen. I don't know, but I feel humbled to stand before you and to share the word of God with you. The last time, one day when I shared here, somebody told another person that if he is the one who will preach powerfully. Amen. But I believe that I'm so humbled. I know most of you can share better, but I believe that God also has a way of doing his own thing. Amen. And we are praying that God will also give you an opportunity to share to us one of these days. Amen. But I'm humbled and privileged to stand on behalf of my father to share the word of God with you. Amen. I am blessed already. Amen. But before we start sharing, shall we look at our scripture for the week? 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. It's an amazing scripture. Amen. So shall we all read this very important scripture? 1 Timothy chapter 5. Let the elders that rule well be counted of of double honor, especially they who labor in word and doctrine. 1 Timothy 5.17. Shall we take it again? 1 Timothy 5.17. Let the elders that rule counted worthy of double honor. Especially they who live in doctrine. Wow. How many of you believe that this is an amazing scripture? Amen. Bible is saying that the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Amen. This is talking about the elders that are ruling. This is different from the verse 1 of this scripture. Can you give us verse 1 of this? Please, I said verse 1 of this scripture. Okay. 
rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father. Amen. This one is talking about someone who is older than you. Rebuke not such a person. But the verse 17 is talking about the elders that are ruling. Amen. So he's talking about your pastor. Amen. And say that the honor that you give to these people, the verse 1 people, they must be counted double of it. Amen. So if the ed- you are supposed to respect an elder, your pastor is entitled to do double portion of such. Do you understand the scripture? Especially those who labor in the preaching of the word and teaching of the word. Amen. When you have somebody who is teaching you, that person is worthy of double honor. Amen. Amen. I mean, especially if you have uh, elders who are also ruling and they are not paid by the church. They, they deserve maybe quadruple of your honor. Four times the honor that you need to bestow upon them. And I believe that we have a great shepherd Amen. and a great father that is ruling very well. I don't know about you, but he's a good shepherd. Shepherding us very well. Praying for us. Calling us when we are in distress. And I think he deserves the double honor. So from today, let's ask change based on this scripture. And honor the shepherd that we have. Amen. So shall we uh, take it again and then we take it off and then we recite it? How many of you think it's possible? Amen. So shall we take it again? Let's Timothy 5.17. Let the earth that will be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and in doctrine. First Timothy 5.17. Do we take it again or we should take it off the board? Oh, so one more time. <laughs> shall we go? First Timothy 5.17. Let the elders that rule well counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in word and in doctrine. First Timothy 5.17. Amen. Shall we take it off? Oh? Okay. So usually we have been having a lot of noise from this area. Last week, it was this area. So today, we want to see the winner. Amen. So, shall we take it off the board? And then, let's go. First Timothy 5.17 Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially the oath river in well. And in doctrine, Festivity 573. Amen. Amen. But this is a very, a very good scripture to guide your life. As you go throughout the week, please meditate on this scripture. I mean, when, when I read this scripture, the first word that came to my mind, let. Let. The word let. That means allow. It's not something that they must beg you for. So it's enough Things to chew on. Enough with let the let, let. Amen. So the next time I'm going to take elders, and I'm going to read more about elders, who, who they are. 
And what does it mean to rule well? And counted. Then worthy of double honor. What double honor are they talking about? So I'm going to look for other versions of the Bible. That, so by the end of the week, I have meditated fully on this word. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But today, I have something very important to share with you. And I believe that God is going to bless you through this. I want you to have a very relaxed mind, a mind which is permitted to change and to a heart which is ready to be transformed. Amen. So I'll begin by sharing with you a vision that I had a few months ago. A few months ago, um, I had a vision, and in the vision, I, I, the Spirit of God took me to a vast river, a, a very big river, and I asked, where am I? And the Spirit told me, this is New York. So I, the question asked, where are the buildings of New York? And he said, New York has been flooded. And it was, I, I was wondering, where are the people that I knew in New York. In fact, my workplace, I can't identify my workplace, I can't identify my school, I can't identify my church, but it was just a vast river. I don't know the end, I can't see this thing. So as I asked the question, a big ship appeared on the river. I mean, those of you who see cruises, this one is a cruise that you cannot see the end but very vast, a very white one. And then, all of a sudden, I have a pass to enter the, the cruise. I mean, that, that's the best way I, I could describe it. As I was going, I again questioned, where are the people that uh, I have been living with, those that I knew, those that... Those that we are, like, I know a lot of people, I mean, including all of us here. That, that was the question I asked. Then all of a sudden, it's like I was, we were standing on a, a, a glass. So the under of us became transparent. And I saw familiar faces wailing and crying for help. That, calling my name, actually, help us, help us. Now, this dream continued as to whether I was able to pass and enter the, this thing, I will not tell you about that. Amen. It's very, very, I, I, don't, I don't have to tell you. But I have a pass, something to enter. So when I woke up, I was very terrified and worried. I was so concerned about what that dream could mean. So I called, uh, actually, I waited, we came to church, and I told Reverend about the vision that I had. And amazingly, some, a young child also had the same dream, a dream about New York being flooded. So when I told him, he said, oh, somebody, uh, a young child had a dream uh, this two days ago describing the same event. Now, I was pondering over the dream, and two things came to me. One was Noah's Ark, what happened in the days of Noah. A lot of people were feeling very safe and comfortable. But at the end, they missed their way. 
which describes an impending danger that comes upon people who feel too comfortable. Amen. And the second thing that came to me was a dream, a, a vision that a man of God, a great man of God also had, William Booth. It's called The Vision of the Lost. You can Google it if you go home to read about it or watch the YouTube video of the version. It's the same, it's similar to uh, the dream, uh, the vision I had. And that one, to me, it also means that there's a work that I need to do. So I purpose in my heart that a lot depends on me concerning my surrounding. So I said that anytime I have opportunity to share the word of God, I will preach nothing but about salvation. Amen. Amen. Now, the Noah's Ark portion of it shows that a lot of us are feeling very comfortable thinking that we are Christian, but actually we are not. I mean, I, I can mention names of the faces I have seen, but it's not necessary. It's not to scare you or to put, but this, that was the vision I had. Okay? So the question is, why is it that these same people that I knew so well, I mean, some of them were amazing Christians that I know, but yet they could not get the pass. It was a great concern. Amen. Amen. So today I want to share with you 20 fake born-again Christians. 20 fake born-again Christians. Amen. Many of us think we are born again, but truly we are not. We think that we are Christians, but actually we are fake born-again Christians. Amen. And it's very, very important that we know where we stand with God. We know whether we are born again or not. Amen. It is one thing to say you are born again and another thing to live the life of a born again person. Amen. Today we have a lot of fake things around. Fake Fake, I mean, you, you can describe them. Some of them I can't even mention. Fake, fake body parts, fake everything. Amen. So a lot of fake things have entered into the system. And so has it flooded the church that we have a lot of fake Christians. People who are doing all sorts of, th- sorts of things that look like they are born again, but actually they are not. Some of us do a, a whole lot of things that make us feel deceiving ourselves that we are born again. But truly, truly, you are not born again. Amen. Amen. And what it is that if you are born again, you will know. Bible says the spirit of the Lord beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Amen. And Bible also says that some of us have a form of godliness, but, but we deny the power. Some of us who supposed to have done what's supposed to make you a born-again person, we reject that. And we are claiming that we are born again. But actually, we are not born again. We are doing all sorts of religious activities. We are very religious. You come to church. We see you working in church. But truly, truly, you are not born again. 
So that's why the emphasis is on the 20 fake born-again Christians. And you see all these things in the Bible. Amen. Amen. Shall we turn our Bibles to John chapter 3? I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Please, if you can give me that. How many of you are blessed? Amen. Bible says, now there was a certain man among the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler, a leader, an authority among the Jews, who came to Jesus at night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know and are certain that you have come from God as a teacher. For no one can do these signs, these wonder works, these miracles, and produce the proofs that you have, you have unless God is with him. Amen. Amen. And Jesus answered him, I assure you and most solemnly tell you that unless a person is born again, anew from above, he cannot see, know, be acquainted with, and experience the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter his mother's womb again and be born? Jesus said, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, unless a man is born of water and even the spirit, he can never, he can, he cannot ever enter the kingdom of God. What is born of or from the flesh is flesh of the physical is physical. And what is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not. Do not be surprised, astonished at my telling you, you must be born anew. So tell your neighbor, do not be surprised surprised. that the brother is telling you, you must be born again. again. Tell your neighbor again, do not be surprised surprised. that I'm telling you, you must be born again. again. Amen. Amen. Shall we continue? Verse 8 says that the wind blows, breathes where it wills, and though you hear it sounds, yet you neither know where it comes from nor where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Amen. What this scripture, please, what this scripture is simply saying is not that when you are born again, you wouldn't know. You see, when the wind blows physically, you feel the wind. You can feel it. We feel the wind. But the direction of it or the sound of it, we hear it when it enters a tree or something. That makes the sound. So what Jesus is saying that just like physically you see the wind blowing or you, 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 you feel it blowing and you can hear the sound of it, anybody who is born of the Spirit hears the voice of the Spirit. Amen. So this scripture, most people have misinterpreted it as, oh, if you are born again, you wouldn't know. I mean, there are a lot of scriptures that shows how a person is born by the Spirit. So you say that when you are born of the Spirit, when you are born again, you hear the voice of the Spirit. Verse 9. Nicodemus answered by asking, how can all this be possible? 
Jesus replied, are you the teacher of Israel? The teacher. The word is the teacher, not a teacher. If you say a teacher, it means that there are, there are a lot of people who are teachers. But he said, are you the teacher of Israel? And yet do not know nor understand these things. Are they strange to you? Verse 11. I assure you, most certainly I tell you, we speak only of what we know. We know absolutely what we are talking about. We have actually seen what we are testifying to. We, we were eyewitnesses of it. And still, you do not receive our testimony. You reject and refuse our evidence. That of myself and of all those who are born of the Spirit. If I have told you of things that happen right here on earth, and yet none of you believes me. How can you believe, trust me? I had to merely rely on me if I tell you heavenly things. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But this is a very beautiful scripture, a very beautiful story narrating Nicodemus, a very known man by name Nicodemus, going to see Jesus. Amen. Amen. By night. Amen. That's why he said he went, you go and see somebody, Nicodemusly. He is because of, he's a famous man that he entered our English books. Amen. Amen. So the Bible says that he went to see Jesus by night. And he said, Master, I, I mean, you are a great man of God. The things that you are doing shows that God is indeed with you. You are a miracle worker. I mean, you, we, we are blessed by your ministry. You see, just like some of us, when we see men of God, oh, you are powerful, you are awesome. This is Nicodemus, a teacher of the word of God, a scriptures. He went to see Jesus by night. Oh, man of God, you are great. Some of us would have just said, oh, thank you, thank you. I mean, you know, God has anointed me when I was, you see. But Jesus looked right through him. And Jesus knew that he is not born again. So Jesus, I mean, Usually she say, thank you for complimenting me or saying, or saying the anointing or come and join my church. But he said that, look, he doesn't answer in that direction. He said, you must be born again. Amen. Amen. So the question we need to ask ourselves, why would Jesus tell somebody who has been a teacher of the word of God, somebody who is the master, a teacher of the whole of Israel, if you read, uh, you do Bible studies on the verse 1, it shows that he was part of the Sahedrin. That's the highest ruling uh, Nicodemus of, uh, in Israel. So people come to him for advice, and he's the one who dissects the law and make it appropriate and say that this is what is right, this is what is wrong. So Jesus was saying, ah, you have read the scriptures, all this while, but yet you do not understand what it means to be born again. So the question is, why would Jesus say this to Nicodemus? Why would Jesus dive into such a sermon? When somebody comes to you and gives you a compliment, why would Jesus change the whole thing into born again issue? I mean, he just came and said that, please, I know that you are of God. And the miracles that you are doing testify of your good works. Amen. But yet Jesus changed the topic and went into born again. The only thing that you, you, you can use to answer this is that some of us or a lot of us are doing religious things. 
And this religious thing that we are doing, they are very good things. If I Jesus told him that you are a good man, I know you are a teacher. You are, you are known by people, which is a good thing. You are not a bad man. If you are a bad man, nobody will put you as a leader. You are a good man. You are a, a, a man who is principled. You are transformed. I mean, you, 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 you adhere to the laws of this thing. But please, you must be born again. So some of us are doing a lot of religious things which are good. We come to church, we do all sorts of things which are very, very good things. Very, very important things that you, we, we, you think, you, you can feel within yourself that this I'm doing must truly really be God or must truly really be that I'm born again. But importantly, the most important thing that you need to do to be born again, we, we, we don't do it. Amen. We are deceiving ourselves that we are born again, but truly within, we are not born again. Truly, we are not changed. Truly, we are not. And it takes somebody who sees more to tell you that you, what you need, is born again. It's good that you are a teacher in the church, but what you truly need is a transformation from heaven. It's a change from heaven. It's a change that comes by the Holy Spirit. It takes somebody to tell you. And so, some of us, God will come, or we'll go and meet God one day, and we'll be surprised at the gates. Many of us will be surprised that we'll not be ushered into. Which is why it's important that you must know that some of the things that you are doing doesn't mean that you are born again. Amen. Amen. Some of the things that we are doing doesn't mean that we are born again. So who are these 20 Christians, 20, 20 fake born again Christians? The first fake born again Christian is a Christian who thinks that admiring miracles is the same as born again. A Christian who thinks that admiring miracles is the same as being born again. How many of you know a Christian who admires miracles? Or you yourself, you admire a lot of miracles? Hey! Amen. Nicodemus went to Jesus and said that Jesus... I know you are a miracle worker. I know you are a very great man with signs and wonders. And Jesus told him, you must be born again. Now, the thing is that when there is a man with a miracle ministry, a lot of people follow such a one. Or you see a lot of people following the man of God, and you see people clouded at, at, at the place. But the fact that people cloud, uh, they go and rush to this ministry doesn't necessarily mean that the people are born again. Your deep admiration for miracles, as you are seated here, your deep admire that you have for miracles that God will heal you, God will change you, is not the same as being born again. So you can see that in church today, we have a lot of people who come to church. People who come to church because they have an issue that they want God to deal with that issue for them. They want God to solve that issue for them. But truly, they are sitting in the church not because they, they love God or not because they want God to change them. So you see people come, give their life. Uh, they, 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 no, no, they even give their life because you're already religious from where you came from. You see, you come with a desire. We saw you in the church. You are always around thinking that you are born again. But truly, you are not changed. Amen. And you are a fake born again Christian. To assume that a miracle, uh, your admiration for miracle, is the same to be born again. So Jesus looked through this man and said, no, you admire my miracles, but truly, 
you, what you need is salvation from heaven. You need a transformation from above. Amen. When Jesus began his ministry, in John chapter 6, verse 1, Bible says, after this thing, Jesus went to to the uh, father side of the sea of Galilee. That is the sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd was crowd following him because they have seen the miracles which he continually performed upon those who were sick. So why, why were these people following Jesus Christ? He said because they have, well, they have seen the miracle that Jesus was doing. So you see these people following Jesus Christ and you probably describe them as disciples, people who were changed by the ministry of Jesus. Amen. They were following Jesus Christ. I mean, Jesus crossed over to uh, another sea. They went. So you see, you hear that a, 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 a miracle or a prophet is coming to here. And where, where, where do we often have Times Square? You, you will leave the bronze and go. Do you see? So when we, when we see you doing those things, we think you are born again. And you yourself, you deceive yourself that you are born again because you, you love men of God. But it's because of your problems. It's because of the need or what you want from God. That's what is driving you, not because you truly love God. So let's continue. Bible says, and Jesus walked up the mountainside and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover of the feast of the Jews was approaching. Jesus looked up then and seeing the vast multitude coming towards him, he said to Philip, where are we, where are we to buy bread? so that we, these people may eat. But Jesus, but he said, this, this to prove test him, for he, he well knew what he was about to do. Philip answered him, 200 pennies, 40 dollars worth of bread is not enough that everyone may receive even a little. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother said unto him, There is a little boy here who has with him five bellies, loaves, and two fish, two small fish. But what are they among so many people? Jesus said, Make all the people sit down, and you know how the story goes. Can you go to 26? Jesus fed the, listen. Jesus, then 26, this will continue with Jesus, so. After they have seen Jesus feeding them, they continue. So Jesus preached another message there. Then verse 26. Jesus answered them, I... No, verse 25. Let's read 25 and see what is there. And when they found him on the other side of the lake, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, I assure you, most solemnly, I tell you, you have been searching for me, not because you saw the miracles but, and signs, but you were searching, you were, but, you were, but because you were fed with the loaves of bread, filled and satisfied. Amen. This is another portion of it. They have seen the miracles, followed Jesus Christ. Now, they are, they, they, because they have received their miracle, now it's because of their stomach that they are following Jesus Christ. So you see, some of us come to church first with ad- admiration for you want God to heal you, 
because of the issue that you have, you are expecting God to touch you. Then God has touched you. Now the next thing that you are looking for, God, where can I get work to do? Do you see? What, 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 where can I get work to do? So or what, what, what will I eat? God, provide me with what, will I, uh, what I will eat. Amen. So you see a Christian, you see, some of us, we are Christians. We follow God. God has touched us. God has done a miracle for us. Then our desire that we came to church has changed. Maybe what you, are, you were looking for was a, a job. God has given you the job. Now what you are also looking for is a husband. Do you see? So what, what I want you to understand from this, your search for miracle will never end. The, the moment one side of it is finished, you have another thing continue. Even, even the problems that you think you have, which are your main problems, let them be solved. Then you will see another problem coming up. And you will be surprised that, ah, the thing that I think that if I get this will satisfy me and will get me filled, there, there are other things. So you are, you are coming to church following God. I want miracles. I want, God has given you a miracle. But then, there's another thing. Then Jesus continued, 27. Stop toiling and doing and producing for the food that perishes and decomposes in using by strive and work and produce rather for the lasting food which endureth continually into life eternal. The Son of Man will give you, furnish you that for God the Father has authorized and satisfied him to put his seal of endorsement upon him. Amen. So Jesus is saying that do not search for the things that perishes, the food that perishes. The miracles that you, you have, you have all the miracles, but you still die. You see, that's what we don't know. You, 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 you can have all the God can heal you, God can make you whatsoever you want to be, but one of the things that you will perish. Your, your body part that is itching you, that you want God to heal you from it, God can heal you, but you will still die. And what we do not think, we do not think about the life that we have after death. So always continually and every now and then, we followed and we are struggling, making every effort to get the miracle. But rather, what rather will last into eternity? We do not have it. So Jesus told them, please do not search for these things. If you read down, you see that they were offended at Jesus. When Jesus began to say, I'm the bread of life, they said, is it not uh, Mary's son? Why will he come and tell us that? He, he is, listen, you see, so we are, some of us are in church, we are in the church, whenever we begin to preach about miracles, you see, I always will come to church, but the day that we begin to preach about salvation, you don't know, but that's truly what you need, as I'm preaching right now, maybe you've closed your mind, that's not what you want to hear, but truly, 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 that is what God has for you, I mean, what, are, what is your life without you being saved, what, what will it profit you if you have everything that you want on this, and you perish, what, what, what account will you give for your soul? So don't equate your admiration for miracles as a sign that you are born again. Change your heart. Look for the Jesus that you need to look for. Do the things that will make you born again and be born again. Or you go to heaven and you'll be surprised that you have followed a man of God, you have sat in the church, but you are truly born again. That's why Christians will be surprised. Amen. So you are deep admiration that you have for miracles. In fact, if you are, you, are, you are in a church that they preach about salvation, thank God. That is truly what you need. This is a, look, look for the things that will take you. So you see miracle churches full, empty people. 
empty people. They don't even understand what it means to be born again. They don't even understand it. And some of us, that's, what, that's the way we, our life is. You are here searching. God, give me this. God, God will give you the husband. When you get the husband, you leave. Without looking for this is what, After they got the food and everything, Jesus began to speak about salvation. They left him. They left him. You, you are mad. But when the man of God begins to preach about what you need, you leave. You are here you, because you, you, you of, of, of your wants. You are always in church. But when you get what you want, you leave. And you always will hear stories. Somebody will be here, oh, um, I, I need God to do this for me, praying to God. And you see, you're not, the servant of God is aware. Everybody is going on his knees. Please, let's pray for this person. Let's pray for this person. Prayers be answered. Then you see the people, no more in church. So you ask, the, you ask yourself, that, are these people truly looking for God? Or they are truly looking for this? Or you are looking for a place, God has given you a place to stay. Then now the place has become far for you. That you come to uh, God. Is, please, let's watch our ways before you get to heaven and be surprised. Amen. Amen. The next uh, fake born again Christians are Christians who think befriending a man of God is the same as born again. A Christ, Christians who think that befriending a man of God is the same as being born again. Like becoming a friend with a man of God. Knowing a man of God is the same as born again. I mean, what, why would you think that way? Amen. 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 But Nicodemus got acquainted with Jesus. And then he became a friend of Jesus and went to see Jesus by night. I mean, Jesus was supposed to have been sleeping. And for you to allow somebody into your, your room in the night, that means that the person has become a good friend. Amen. Nicodemus became a friend of Jesus, but he wasn't born again. He, 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 wasn't, he wasn't born again. So Jesus looked at him, you are my friend, but I tell you, you must be born again. So one day, uh, there was this gentleman who was interested in a young lady in the church. So, I mean, Lighthouse, when you are interested in a sister, uh, the, I mean, we are, we, we, the, one of the things that we are taught is that you, your pastor must know about it. So the, the lady went to tell the pastor that, oh, this gentleman is interested in me. <laughs> and so, okay, so you bring him, let, let us talk to him. So the gentleman came. Is he a Christian? Oh, the girl said, oh, yeah, she said, he is a Christian. So uh, the gentleman came on the day. So the pastor asked, oh, uh, please, what's your name? So name X. And then, are you born again? He said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm truly born again. I go to this church. I go to this. And then he said, what does it mean to be born again? He said, oh, I mean, do you know this prophet? Do, do you know this uh, uh, evangelist? Then the last person that he mentioned, do you know this apostle? Because there are names. There are actually names. I, I can mention them, but I won't mention. Amen. Amen. So he said, oh, when they come to the country, they, I mean, they, they sleep on my bed. I mean, they have shower in my, in my, in my house. And, I mean, they are my friend, very, very good friends. The pastor said, no, you are, you are not correct. You, you, are not, you are not born again. So just like Jesus told, Jesus said, let me tell you, you must be born again. Amen. 
So the guy was living all his life thinking that by virtue of friendship with this great man of God, by virtue of being friends with this great apostle, or the fact that this man of God gets to sleep on, on, on the same bed, he is born again. But let me ask you, how many of you have seen people just sleeping by you that they can make you a witch? No, they don't make you a witch. But you can sleep by a witch. I mean, people are married to witches. And people are also married to wizards. But they, are not, they themselves are no witches. So why would you think that a pastor sleeping by you will make you a born-again person? It, it doesn't happen this way. It, it, it doesn't happen that way. Befriending a man of God, knowing a man of God, becoming a friend, it can be your uncle. It can be somebody you eat on the, in the same plate with. You are not born again. I mean, people, I, I mean, I have heard of a, a, a woman who, who was a witch. You see? And he, she confessed herself. I mean, this is not something that uh, I, um, I have seen or somebody have seen it, but she confessed herself that she is a witch. The children are no wizards. I mean, they are not. So why would you, why would you on earth think that becoming a friend of a man of God will make you born again? So you see people, when they are working with the man of God, then they are, you are not born again. You are not born again. You are not. And young people, when you are going to choose somebody, the fact that somebody is sitting behind Reverend doesn't mean the person is born again. The fact that Reverend works with all of us doesn't mean that we are, we are it, it must be a personal issue. It must be a personal thing. It must be a personal thing. The fact that Reverend knows you by name doesn't make you a born again person. I mean, ask yourself, does God know me by name? It's a good question you need to ask yourself. So you see people, oh, there are always, there are, oh, are main images that the man of God will know me. I mean, lighthouse, if you're in lighthouse, every, the pastor will know your name. But that doesn't make you born again. You must be born again. Amen. The third person, Christians who think that giving money to the church is the same as born again. Are you understanding what I'm sharing? Christians who think that giving money to the church is the same as born again are fake born again Christians. Fake. They are fake like China goods. Amen. Fake born again Christians. I mean, I mean no China goes to America, China goes to Ghana. <laughs> Amen. They, they, are, they, are not, they are not born again. Amen. Giving money to the church it's not the same as born again. Giving money, if you read, uh, you, you do Bible studies again on this scripture, you will see that Nicodemus did not go to see Jesus just like that. He went there with some fragrance and other things to, before he could see Jesus Christ. But often, gifts doesn't make you born again. You see? And one of, uh, a good example I'll, I'll show to you is uh, Cornelius. In Acts chapter 10. Bible says Cornelius is a man who gives alms, a man of prayer. But Cornelius was he born again? Acts chapter 10, verse 1. Now living at Caesarea, there was a man whose name was Cornelius, a centurion, captain of captain of what was known as an Italian regiment, a devout man who venerated God and treated him with reverential obedience. My God, as did all his household, and gave much alms to the people, and prayed 
continually. This man wasn't born again. How many of you are surprised? He really obeyed God. You see, these things will only attract God's attention to you. But they don't make you born again. So you come to church, you pay tithes, you give offering. I mean, when there's something to do, you also contribute. That is not the same as your salvation. It's not the same as what will make you born. You can come here, prayer will be prayed for you, but you, are you born again? That's the main question. Are you born again? That's the main question we need to ask. So, Bible says that, if you continue reading, God actually sent an angel to this guy. So, one of the things you also do, you may have vision, but you are not born again. He has sent angels, but he wasn't born again. So, uh, God has to send somebody to his household who by, was by name Peter for him to be born again. So giving of arms to the church doesn't make you born again. The church needs the money to, to pay for this place. We need the money to, even to organize programs and support Holy Jesus and this thing. We need the money. That's what I said. We need it to pay uh, the missionaries and those things. We need the money. But the fact that you support all these things doesn't make born again. What it does is that God will order your step to a man of God who may preach to you so that your salvation will come true. Amen. Amen. God will order your steps or God, God probably what God is, has done for your life is to order your steps into this church where we, we, one of our aim is that all must be saved. Maybe that's this is what you need to do. God has ordered your step. Not to just come. I mean, giving the church is good. We need, the church, church needs the money. But it's very, very important that you get born again. God's attention is drawn to you when you give arms. But it's not the same as being born again. Hallelujah. How many of you are blessed? Amen. Amen. Giving of money will not cause you to have special treatment when you go to the gates of heaven. Giving of money will not cause you to have special treatment. Angels will not bow down for you. Do you see? Angels will not koto. <laughs> you when when you get to is someone understanding what I'm sharing? They will not bow down for you when you get to the gates of heaven. Amen. Though it is good to give money, no master, no matter how much you, you contribute to the church, you still need to be born again. Hallelujah. The fourth fake born again Christian is a Christian. Who think joining a church is the same as being born again? Amen. Is, is, a, is the Christian who think that joining a church is the same as being born again? Amen. And I love verse 1 of John chapter 3. He said, there, Now there was a certain man among the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler, a member of the Sahedrin among the Jews. Amen. He was a member of, of a congregation. The people who, who the scripture, you see, one, one, I always say, always say that do studies, do studies. One of the things that you, you, you find beneficial is for you when you see these things in the Bible, Google who are the Sahedrins. Because these things have been researched. You think that you are the first person to read Sahedrin? Some people have read it a long time ago and they've done research. So if you don't know, just Google it. Or buy a study Bible. You see, spend the money and buy a study Bible. You see, cross-references that will direct you to a lot of scriptures, which gives meaning to uh, what, who a, a Sahedrin is. Amen. 
Bible says he is the member of the side among the Jews, but he wasn't born again. Judas was a member of the church of Christ, but he wasn't born again. He was the only church member who went to hell. Bible described it clearly. All the disciples made it to heaven. But Jesus said he has lost Judas. So joining a church is not the same as being born again. I'm sorry. Your church may be in the church register. We recognize you as a member. Everything that you do is recognized. When you don't come to church, we check on you. But the question you ask is, is your name in the book of life? That's, that's the most important book. As I'm here, look, I'm, I'm happy that my name is in the church register. But my, the, the thing I'm striving for is that my name will be found in the book of life. That I will not be surprised when I get to heaven. That Cheney has been a member of Bronze North. And then in the book, the main book of life, my name is not in it. You must strive to enter the book of life. So be, joining a church is not the same as being born again. I'm, I'm sorry, what I'm sharing may be basics, you see, but it's what you need. You, you, don't, need, you don't need the miracle. You, the miracle, you, it will not satisfy you. It won't satisfy you. Like, like, just like the woman uh, with uh, the woman in John chapter 4 who went to meet, uh, meet Jesus at the well. I mean, he, she thought that all that she needed is a man who will satisfy her. Look, a, a woman who moved from husband to husband five times could not stay with any of them. I mean, you should, you should understand the kind of woman she was. Jesus said that, you see, what, if you think you need more, more man, you don't need more man. Like, I'm a man here. You don't, you don't need any more uh, man. As you see me, that your eyes are trickling with love. That's not what you need. That's not what you need. Amen. But I'm telling you, when she met Jesus Christ, and Jesus transformed her, and accepted and believed Jesus Christ, Look at the men who followed her to meet Jesus Christ. That means that all those men can easily propose to her again. Do you see? So the desire that you have, the, the, the thing that will satisfy you is Jesus. Is Jesus. And, and also you should know that you should know that when you, are, you marry somebody, you are going to live with the person. Now, you don't want to be a bad person to the person you are going to marry. That's why you must come and be changed. Maybe probably the reason why you are not getting a husband yet is not because you are not changed internally. Or the reason why you are not married yet, as a man, you, no girl can find you attractive to, is because, it's because of your attitude. With God, is turning for you to change. Amen. And anybody who is born again, is changed. Amen. So maybe that's what God wants. So your admiration for miracles is not what you need. Rather, surrender yourself to God and be born again. Get your name in the book of life. The woman that you are looking for, they will follow you four times. Oh no, you don't understand that story in the book of John. The Bible says that she ran and left Jesus Christ, went to the town. Now, how many men? They say all the men of the town followed her. A woman that no man would like to talk to because you already have five bad records. Your record has already spot. I mean, probably she's a quarrelsome woman. No man, I mean, she's tried all the temperament. Choleric, phlegmatic, eh, melancholic, sanguine. She, she could not enjoy any man. But when she met Jesus Christ, all men want her now. And all men came to Jesus. Amen. It's a blessing to be born again. Amen. So joining a church is not the same as being born again. The next type of 
Christians uh, who are not necessarily born again, <laughs> who are fake born again Christians, are Christians who think playing a role in the church is the same as born again. Being a quarrister, you think is the same as born again. Christians who think playing a role in the church is the same as born again. Look, do, do not get me wrong. What I'm saying, I'm not saying that playing a role in the church is bad. In fact, when God has saved you, one of the things that he needs from you is to come away. But the most important thing that God wants you to do first is for you to be born again. And this would be my an honest advice to you. If you are not born again, don't attempt doing anything for God. You try and be changed first before it becomes religious for you. Amen. Amen. Try and do the things which are necessary first. Then you'll be... Amen. Wow. Judas Iscariot. Judas, if you mention Judas, there are other Judases in the Bible. But Judas, Judas, he's carrot, or what? Carrot man. <laughs> Amen. He's the man that I'm talking about. Judas is carrot. Amen. He was with Jesus. He was the treasurer of Jesus' ministry. He was the one who who was going about with Jesus, holding the money back, but he wasn't born again. How come a treasure will enter into hell? Bible, Bible describes him as a thief. So as he was walking with Jesus, Jesus knew that he was a thief. But Jesus was wait, waiting for him to probably change. Probably he is one of the people who did not believe in Jesus at all, but he was with. Very close. Amen. And also, you may be doing a lot of things, and your pastor may allow you to be in the church preaching continually so that one day, one day, one day, you will change. You, you can be a prayer warrior, but you are not born again. I mean, Cornelius was a prayer man. Praying, I mean, he prayed more than any of us here. Amen. But he wasn't born again. Nicodemus was the teacher. And today, we have a lot of pastors who are not born again. Who, who, who are not born again. They stand behind the pulpit, but they don't know anything about salvation. If you ask them to explain to you what it means to be born again, they, they themselves don't know. And the same applies to us. Some of us are doing a lot of things. Take it, we are leaders. Here and there, everything we are going, but we are not born again. I said, the vision I saw, when I saw it, I was worried. I, I, will not, I, I can't mention the names, but I can mention names too. But it is not necessary that I will put you into fear. But what is necessary? You know yourself that you know you know that you are not born again. You know that you are not born again. Bible says that examine yourself if you are in the faith. Know ye not that you you, you know, know ye not that know, don't you know yourself? Don't you know yourself? Except you are a reprobate. Except you are you are not of Christ. You must know whether Christ is in your heart. I mean, give me that scripture. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5, in the New Living Translation. Oh, please. Examine yourself to see if your faith is genuine. If you're born again, that you are talking about is a genuine born again. Test yourself. Surely you know that Christ is is amongst you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. Examine yourself. So today, examine yourself well. 
Test yourself. Look, look. Close your mind. Maybe, probably you need to close your eyes and think that am I truly born again? The, the way I am, am I truly born again? Am I just a religious person in the church following the, cloud, uh, the crowd but I'm not born again? You see, you may be a quarister. One day, uh, uh, an altar call was done in the church. Quaristers came and gave their life to Christ. It's a surprise. Somebody who has been ministering in the church for a long time came and gave his or her life. I mean, you can't say her life. I mean, amen. Came to give their life to Christ. The, that, what does that mean? That the person has been a quarister singing all these songs, but the person is not really born again. Amen. Amen. So playing the, a role in the church is not the same as being born again. This man was a very great man. He, he, he has been a great priest, teaching people, but he himself doesn't know. This, this, one of the questions he says, are you the teacher of Israel? Who teaches the scriptures? And yet you don't know in the scriptures that you must be born again. Because if, if you truly know, knew the scriptures, even, um, what, what do you call it? Ezekiel 36, 27, or 20, 20, Ezekiel, listen, will even show him something that this is how to be born again. That God needs you to be changed eternally to, to, to go to it. Because what was it? a new heart and a new spirit I will put into you for you to obey my statutes. So when Jesus said you must be born again, what surprise? Because you should have understood that scripture. Since he's the one who has been teaching it. Amen. Amen. The sixth one. Let's do quickly. I'm not giving you all the 20, but I believe that I will. Amen. Amen. Christians who think that praying every day is the same as being born again. Amen. Christians who think that they are be, and the, the thing that uh, the example I will give is Cornelius again. He's a prayerful person. He fasts. He's a fasting guy. The guy who he fasts and prayed. If he had visions of heaven, prayerful man, having visions of angels talking to him. How many of you have heard angels talking to you before? But this man, in, in the midst of all that he was experiencing, so probably you have a lot of dreams, but you are not born again. Unbelievers have dreams. The, 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 uh, Nebuchadnezzar, he had a vision. And he told somebody that interpret the vision, the dream that I've forgotten about it. Give it to me. The son, Bethesda, also came, had a vision. People were there with them, but he only saw the handwriting on the wall. But this guy wasn't born again. He wasn't a believer of, he doesn't even believe in whatever. He, he, I mean, he took the, whatever is in your church, he went to his, his girlfriends and they have party. He doesn't have any reverence for the house of God. He wasn't born again, but he was the one who saw the vision. So unbelievers have visions, they pray. So you see, when I go to evangelism, you meet people, they say, oh, I prayed every day. No, evangelism members know that, that per- the fact that this person is, has been praying every morning, or the person may pray in front of you, the person is not necessarily born again. Amen. So probably you prayed before you, you are here this morning, but you are not born again. Examine yourself. Prayer meeting, you will come. All night you are here, but it doesn't mean that you are born again. You are a fake born again Christian if you think that's 
Listen. One of the things you also know that sinners and hypocrites are also praying. In fact, men in hell are also praying. Do you know that? People in hell, uh, the rich man and Lazarus, one of the things that the rich man said, he said, Father Abraham, I pray. He has been praying. Go, send somebody to mine. So he has been praying. God, send somebody to my father's house. God, send somebody. He doesn't have to anything. People in hell, hell, are praying. So don't think that prayer is the same as salvation. Amen. You need more than that. Hypocrites, Republicans. You see, you remember the, uh, the two uh, men who assembled themselves in the, in the chapel, Luke 18 or something. They, they were in church. One, one, one thing that he's a, a Pharisee and the other one is a Republican. But what, whose prayer did God hear? He wasn't he a sinner? So you may be in church. You are thinking, oh, I fast. I do this. Lord, I'm not like these people. So God, give it to me now. But the Bible says that the person who was justified was the person who acknowledged that, God, I need help. Probably you need help. It's not crying every morning and be, be praying and be speaking whatever language you are speaking. That is tongues. Because some people, they speak in, with a certain language you think it's tongues, but it's not tongues. Amen. So the fact that you, doesn't mean, mean, mean that you are born again. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you being blessed? The fact that you have been reading the Bible, Christians who think that you have been reading, uh, reading of the Bible is the same as born again. You are a fake born again Christian. Tell your neighbor, if you think that reading the Bible is the same as born again, then you are a fake born again Christian. Fake born again Christian. Amen. Amen. I, I feel like you are bored. Are you blessed by the message? Amen. If you read the Bible, I'm, it, maybe I'm just reminding you so that you get born again. That's, you, are, you must also take it like that. Not that I'm teaching you something new. Amen. How many of you know about the Ethiopian eunuch? He was somebody who, had, who was reading Isaiah 53. That means that, I mean, somebody, some of us don't read the Bible on the train when we are going to work or when we are coming from work. But this is the guy who went to worship in uh, Jerusalem. And he is returning to where he, he, is, he is going. And he was reading on the chariots. But this man wasn't born again. I mean, he was reading Isaiah 53. He, I mean, he didn't understand. I, that is, that's in Acts chapter 8. You can read it when you get it. There are long scriptures, all the long scriptures. I don't want to read them so that it, it, we can have time to talk about Amen. Amen. He, he, he has been reading the scripture. Acts chapter 8. He has been reading the scripture. I mean, from verse 5 downwards. He has been reading the scripture, but he wasn't born again. God needs to send him, Philip, to go and with, uh, preach to him. Amen. Amen. So reading the Bible, don't equate it as being born again. Bible, that was the Bible, you can read it. Because the, the, one of the most published books is the Bible. There's no book that can compare to the Bible. It's available everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, even Islamic countries have it. So the fact that you read the Bible, I mean, people also read the Bible so that they can debate. Or they can argue with you. 
You see, the fact that you read the Bible doesn't necessarily mean that you are born again. Or that it doesn't mean that you go to heaven. God has a, a good plan for you that you accept him as your Lord, a personal savior. God has a good plan. That is what it means to be born again. Bible says, as many as believe that Jesus is the son of God, are born of God. They are born of God. So don't equate reading the Bible as being born again. Amen. Amen. Christians who think, the next one, Christians who think that being baptized is the same as being born again. You are a fake born again Christian. If you think that the, the mere fact that they baptize you is a sign that you are, you are born again, then you are a fake born again Christian. Jesus said that we should be baptized. But he said that anyone who believed and is baptized, not just baptism. So you see, when, uh, some of us, when, when I was growing, they took me young and they baptized me. I didn't know what they did. I didn't even believe in God then. I've been in church. I didn't even believe. I'm telling you. I, I mean, I got to know about God a few years ago. I wasn't born again. I was church. I mean, look, I've, since I was born, I've always been in church. I wasn't born again. They baptized me. I mean, I don't know what they, they asked me to. I, I don't believe anything. I just go and get baptized. Amen. So you, how, how will you explain to eight-year-old boy what salvation is? How? So some of us, we just go through the process, getting baptized, and we think that, oh, the fact that even the thing that they are doing, you know that you are doing it for, for, for fame or for fun. Even when you are an adult. One time, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees came to Jesus in Matthew chapter 3, and they said they want to be baptized. John the Baptist said, no, I won't baptize you, because I know the kind of people you are. You, you are coming here because of fame. Because the Pharisees, when he baptized them, people will know that, ah, these people are the people who rule us. So they, they are accepting the new king that will be born. They don't believe in, they, they are not changed of hearts. They have not changed in their heart. So John the Baptist told them that, repent and bring forth fruit of repentance. Amen. So he didn't baptize them. The Sadducees came. He said, oh, you, you, you like governance. So when you come, you, you become famous. People will say, oh, this person is born. And many politicians are like that. They are in the churches, but they are not born again. They, you see them standing, they said, they are, oh, uh, I mean, you, you see, one, maybe one, one of them, some of them will be born again, but truly they are not born again. Because, look, in, in, in a certain country, if you say you are, you are even a Muslim, you declare yourself as an Islamic person, nobody will vote for you. So, you see an Islamic person converting himself to be a Christian by force. To be voted for. So when the Pharisees and this came to Jesus Christ, he told them uh, to join the Baptist. Because they saw the man that this guy has a certain kind of fire for the new king who will rule, who is the Messiah. So you cannot say you are a pastor who doesn't accept the Messiah. So for you to accept that you really truly believe in the coming Messiah, then you, you, you must get baptized so that people will know that, hey, I'm identified with the new king. So I will vote for you. So that's what they were doing. Today, oh, pastors baptize a lot of unbelievers who don't believe in the first place, who are not repented in the first place. So people are actually baptized with their sins. Not believing what they are even doing. Oh, if I'm baptized, then uh, I will get uh, a, certain, a certain lady to marry. 
Amen. So, you see, it will take a certain pastor, like John the Baptist, and say, you, you are not born again, I'm not baptizing you. But today, when we say it, you rather leave the church, not knowing that it is for your own good. So he told them, I, I'm not going to baptize you. No. He said, but when he saw the many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to baptism, he said unto them, you brood of vipers, you are a viper. As you are coming, you have not changed. If you have changed into a lamb, I will baptize you. You are a viper. Go back. Who warned you to flee from and escape from the wrath of, of an indignation of God against disobedience? That is coming. He didn't baptize them. If you do Bible study, he, wasn't, he didn't baptize them because of their nature. Because of their nature. What you need is to repent and be baptized. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15 and 16. Maybe that will be our last scripture for today. Amen. Then, oh, I said 16, 15, please. And he said to them, go into the into all the world and preach and publish openly the good news, the gospel, to every creature of the whole human race. He who believes, who adheres to and trusts and relies on the gospel, and him whom is set forth and is baptized shall be saved from the penalty of death. So remember, first of all, it must be your belief. You must believe. Must believe. Some, a lot of us are saying we are Christians based on baptism, and the reason why these those principles were used in the in in the Orthodox churches may be that people, as people feel are growing up, all of them become big men in society, and it will be like something of shame to be immersing you in front of a, a, a young person. As you are going, you will remove your shirt, and people are seeing you, and you are being baptized. Some of them feel too big to lower themselves or join the Baptist to baptize them. That's why they were not getting baptized. So the fact that you are baptized is not the same as being born again. Now the final scripture I I would like us to read is John chapter 3. I think let's read from verse 16. And I want you to pay a very good attention to this scripture. Look, this is what the Amplified Version is describing. The Amplified Version expands uh, into simple, uh, expands the word of God into simpler uh, tenses so that you'll be able to understand. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the, the word that he even gave up his only begotten unique son that whoso, whoever believes in, which means to trust in, clings to, rely on, him shall not perish which means to come to destruction or be lost, but have eternal, everlasting life. Verse 17, for, Bible says, For God did not send his son into the world in order to judge, to reject, to condemn, to pass sentence on the world, but the world might find salvation and be find safe and sound through him. He who believes in him, who clings to trust in, relies on, is not judged. He who trusts in him never comes up for judgment. For him, there's no rejection, no condemnation. He incurs no damnation. But he who does not believe, cleaves to, rely on, trust him, is judged already. He's already been convicted and has already 
receive his sentence because he has not believed in and trusted in the name of the only begotten Son of God. He is condemned for refusing to let his trust rest in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. This is salvation. This is what you must do. This is what you must do to receive salvation. It's about Jesus. It's not about who, who, who you want to be. It's about Jesus. Everything that is done in this church is about Jesus. It's about Jesus. And your faith must stand in Jesus. You must cling to Jesus. You must rely on Jesus. Not the miracles of Jesus, but cling to. Rely on, have faith in, in the gift that God has given to you. And then you will receive salvation. Shall we be on our feet? Hallelujah. How many of you are blessed today? Begin to say something nice to God for what? I don't know about you, but I'm trusting God to change my life and take me to heaven. Sunday, 
Somebody pray to God and ask God to reveal your true state to you. That you not be deceiving yourselves. That you are born again Christians when you are not. Pray that God will reveal to you the true state of your heart. That God will reveal the true condition. That God says some people think they are close. But yet they are naked. Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. Open our eyes to see like you see us, oh God. Father, let your righteousness come to your church, oh God. Let the spirit that convict us, oh God, and reveal to us of our true state, oh God. We can tamale in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you so much, O oh God, for your word which has come to us, O oh God. We thank you for true revelation and true power that you have shown to us this afternoon in the name of Jesus. We pray, O oh God, that you reveal to us, O oh God. Open our eyes to see like you see us in the name of Jesus. We pray that we will not live in deception by virtue of the things that we are doing, the religious activities that we partake in. But Lord, O oh God, reveal to us the true state of our salvation. As we stand in front of you, O oh Lord, my God, tonight, this afternoon, we pray that your power and your spirit will come upon us to open our eyes to see like you see in the name of Jesus we thank you for what you have done in this congregation right now we are so grateful in the name of Jesus Amen with every eye closed every head bow it's very very important moment I don't want to see anybody moving brothers and sisters uncles, aunties, my mom and my dad, please. This is a very important moment. Just take this moment and look deep into your heart. Look deep into it. This, this is not just another day where we come to church, we just do who want to give his or her life to Christ. And then quickly we go. But take a very good look. Bible says that examine yourself if your faith is genuine. Examine yourself. Jesus Christ has died for you. And you cannot risk it or you cannot change the death of Jesus Christ with an activity that you perform in church. You cannot change it to something that is mere activity. Bible says that we were sold for nothing. And we shall be redeemed. Somebody, Jesus has died for you. Take a critical look. Bible says in Revelation that there was a church that think that they are rich and they are clothed, but yet they are naked. Some of us think that we are rich in salvation, but truly you, do have, you don't have a good stand with God. Please close your eyes with me. Examine your heart now. And I want, you to, I want to give you this opportunity to be born again. You don't know Jesus Christ. In fact, you have no relationship with Jesus Christ in the first place. Do not be like Judas. 
Today is a day that you can repent and turn your life around. It all depends on you. As for salvation, as for the death of Christ, Jesus has died. Bible says that he has died for every man. But as many as receive him, to them God gave the power to be called the sons of God. You know yourself that when you look deep yourself, there's no witness, there's no inner confirmation that you are born again. Don't risk your, your life to go to hell. God has a better place for you than to go to hell. So today you are here, you are not born again. Genuinely examine your faith. You know that you are not born again. I want you to step forward and let me pray with you. Don't look at the person. In, look, please. Bible says we shall all stand before the judgment seat of God. Not as a family, but you stand as a person. Don't depend on a relative who is born again. It's an individual affair. As you are, when you, somebody dies, you put the person in the coffin. And the person is buried alone. That's the way you are going to appear before Christ. Alone. And you shall give account of whatsoever you have done with this life. Bible says this is the work of the Lord. That you believe on the one whom he has sent to you, who is Jesus Christ. Tonight you want to say and attest to the fact that you have believed in the salvation of Jesus Christ. That Jesus died for you. I want you to lift your hand and let me pray with you. Do not be shy. Do not be shy. Do not be shy. Do not be shy. I don't know why I'm taking all this time, but it's your salvation. I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about riches. I'm not talking about sugar, which is sweet. I mean, it's not a sweet thing to go to hell. Bible says there shall be gnashing of teeth. Bible says it is a place that the worm do not die. The worm dieth not. It's going to be an eternal damnation. And there's another place called heaven. Your passport to heaven is to accept Jesus Christ as a Lord, the personal Savior. So you are here today. Do not look at the person to your right. Do not look at your friend. I don't know why what you are shy of, but Jesus died for you. If it were to be you alone, Jesus Christ will still die for you. So you want to give your life to Jesus Christ this afternoon. I want you to lift your hand right now. Who wants to give his or her life to Christ? Well, thank you, my sister. Thank you, my sister. I believe there are more people here who can give their life to Jesus Christ. Do not think that you sing in the choir and so you are safe. Do not think you are a good person so you are safe. Bible says prostitutes and republicans will go into the kingdom of God more quickly than people who think they are righteous. Don't think your righteous life will take you to... You need to believe in the Son of God. And today is the day of your salvation. I want you to lift your hand up above your head and I want you to say this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for your salvation. I thank you for your salvation. I thank you for the gift of Christ. I thank you for the gift of Christ. Jesus, Jesus, today, today, I accept you. I accept you. Please say it with faith. Today, today, I accept you. I accept you as my Lord, as my Lord and my personal Savior. Personal Savior. Jesus, Jesus, please come into my life. Please come into my life. 
come into my life. Come and be the Lord of my life. Jesus, please help my faith to rely, to cling, and to rely upon you, O God. Jesus, I believe you died for a sinner like me. Jesus, please come and change my life. Come and turn my life around. Jesus, please save me today from hell. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me on the cross. I believe in your power. I believe in your power to save. And I'm saved today in Jesus' name. Now say, Satan, I have no communication with you anymore. Any communication I've had with you is broken. I am bought by the blood of Jesus. I am the son of God. I am a daughter of God. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done for me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, I thank you for all who have lifted up their hands in this congregation. Father, you gave me your word. I brought it to them. Amen. And Lord, they have received it. Amen. I pray, oh God, that may you remember Amen. this thing that they have done. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Please, oh Lord, write their name in the book of life. Amen. Help them to live for you. Amen. Father, when you shall appear, Father, take these ones with you. Amen. And take us also with you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, preserve them with your truth and by your power. Give your spirit to them. Direct them with your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Somebody put your hands for the, together for the Lord. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.